welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Eric Desiderio for Last Epoch, an action RPG that's been in early access for a while, but gets its official first release on the 21st of February, 2024. And this is even better, the Game Music Ensemble of UCLA has a concert coming up and they'll perform a suite of music from the game that Eric composed and Eric will conduct. It'll be live streamed, that concert. It's on Saturday, February 24th, 2024, along with other game music favorites like Mario and Halo and amazing stuff like that. So Eric and I talked about Last Epoch a little more than two years ago. It was episode 160, I think, when the game was in early access. Eric hadn't written all the music yet, so we dig into all the new stuff and more. Check us out on Discord. That link is down in the show notes, and uh, you can support us over at patreon.com level, and make sure you head over to YouTube to see the video of my conversation with Eric. He has a brand new studio, so we spent some time talking about that, which is very cool. All right, I think I start this one off. Uh, talking about uh, a fun little connection I have with Eric that he was unaware of. It's so nice. What's really funny that you don't know is that I see your face every week that I do an episode because for whatever reason, your episode became the template for the YouTube thumbnail the last time we spoke about Last Epoch. So every time I make the YouTube like thumbnail, I I overlay your picture with whoever's picture is. Hey, that's a good honor to have. So I I know it's hilarious and it's always like level, (laughs) what was it? I think it was 120, I should, I'd erase it every week now, but it was like level whatever, something something like that. And last epoch, Eric, Eric Desiderio and there's last epoch. So that'll be an easy one to make. I think that I was the first one to have a video, right? Was that the, that's probably true. That's probably true. Maybe that's why. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and then you just there use you that same template for everything. Well, okay. yeah, because for a minute there, um, composer Brad Gentle was helping me do all the YouTube stuff, but then we just, I overwhelmed him because he is a person with <laughs> a life. Oh, he has a job and, and stuff. he's yeah. a composer <laughs> and he has a family and they had recently moved or they were moving during that time or living with their in-laws or something. I don't want to give out too much Brad personal information, but he, I, I was just like, just tell him, just show me the magic things. And so he made the template using that. So uh, yeah, so okay. that's, that's how it goes. So anyway. Hey, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> proud to have that honor. So. <laughs> well, I am really glad that we're uh, circling back to last epoch because so much has happened since I spoke with you last, uh, not least of which is the game is getting an official release. And certainly, uh, also not least of which, I don't think that works, but uh, you're going to be conducting a live performance of some of the music. So let's talk about all of those things. And why don't we just start like always where just remind people, if they haven't heard the last episode, what the game is like, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Sure. 
So Last Epoch is an action RPG, and it's highly based on time travel, right? So you start off in this sort of pristine world, fantasy awesome world where there's battles and stuff going on, but it's largely uh, an uh, awesome fantasy world that has not been completely destroyed. And then you find uh, the ability to time travel early on in the game, and you go all the way to the future where everything is being sucked up by the void. And it's this giant vortex of soul-sucking, energy-sucking power that is taking and destroying everything on in your entire world, the world of Eterra. And so then you have to go back in time in order to save uh, your your timeline from the future. So it's kind of like the mix of uh, Game of Thrones and Back to the Future Part 2, if you will. <laughs> That's the way I Very think of it. Very specific, you know. yes. No, that <laughs> works. That works. And, you know, of course, last time we spoke, I had, I had only heard, I'm not even sure how many tracks I should open the, f- the folder, but, I mean, just this much of what's available now. So it's been so fun. And I heard none at the time. I heard nothing of the f- future, right? Uh-huh. So it's oh, so right. it was so much fun to then hear knowing what we had talked about then, uh, where the music went in in the timeline. So talk a little bit about, you know, how it starts uh, and then kind of what it what it turns into in the future. Sure. So you start off in the Divine Era, and uh, for that soundtrack, I used uh, lots of um, lots of lute. And uh, so I actually had to learn how to play the lute because I don't just... <laughs> how to play a lute automatically. <laughs> is that and, it back uh, in the background right there? That Yeah, that's in the background. Yeah, right. yeah the one in the middle, ne- there, between the electric guitar oh, and yeah. the banjo. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> a lute. <laughs> and the lute, has, it has 13 strings. Like, what? Why 13? I don't know. Like 15th century or whenever they've... <laughs> 13 was a lucky number or something. I don't know why they decided to make it have 13 strings. But yeah. my brain doesn't work with 13. So I just took off the top string and I'm like, I'm just going to deal with 12. <laughs> I, I can do 12. And yeah. then um, it's the way it's tuned is uh, if I tuned it normally, it would it would almost be like a 12-string guitar, but tuned down a whole step, oh, okay. which would be make it an all in D, which makes it deeper and, and more fun in, in my mind. Um, yeah. But uh, with like one or two strings off. And so I just basically tuned it like a 12-string guitar in in D and uh and it's so much fun to play but you know it was made in like the 1500s or something whenever they started de- developing it so it doesn't have gears and stuff when you use the tuners so literally like between each take i have to tune it up again and like <laughs> and it goes because it's just wood meshing yep. against wood and every once in a while i'll be tuning it up and all of a sudden I go and it'll spin out, and like all this, the the string will just go all over, <laughs> which the detunes tune, the, all the others because it messes up the tension, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Everything. <laughs> and then all, you know, it goes, it like literally makes this sound, and then my heart goes sinks, and I'm like, oh god, I have to tune it all twelve strings again, Amazing. and like try to get. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot some work. But guess what? It, I I love the sound the way it sounds. I feel like it just sounds magical and beautiful and, yeah. and amazing. Yeah. And, it, and it, something about it just really resonates. So it, it's worth all the trouble. Like it's worth the the time that I spent. Put, you put this like glue in the pegs so that they stick, so that mm. they don't unspool. It, so it's worth all that trouble. And yeah, I, I yeah. think it's 
worth it in the end. And I, I also played the Taggle Harp, which yeah. I would show you. But uh, someone in the game music ensemble of UCLA is learning how to play it for the, oh, the cool. concert. So okay. I'll, maybe we can post a picture of, of the Taggle Harp. Yeah, um, it's in that video too, right? You're playing it in video. the video. Yeah. Yeah. The video. And, and, yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, I have a new one. Yeah, I have my, the new one is like big and awesome. Oh, and, cool. And, and okay. Crazy. Nice. Um, so that, yeah, that's all in the Divine era is is a lot of loop, loot, a lot of Tagal Harpa. And then there's Fionn, who's, I, I originally was introduced to her by the algorithms of YouTube when I was just <laughs> looking up, you know, Celtic vocals, yeah. Old Norse. Yeah. And she popped up and, and I was just uh, smitten with her voice. It's Such just, a beautiful voice. I think voice. she has the most. Yeah. Most amazing voice. Used to like hire her to come on. Like, maybe I can use some female vocals, please, guys. Let's, let's hire her. And uh, and then and luckily they're like, sure, we'd love her too. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. And uh, so we were really fortunate to have her on the um, on all this divine era music for uh, the soundtrack. And um, she did not make much of an appearance in the ruined era which is where you end up teleporting to, or sorry, time traveling to, okay. uh, which is the darker, um, more uh, dist- like the destruction uh, that where the void is sucking the whole uh, world into it. Uh, and there's these creatures crawling out of the void. So that's the sort of the second half of a lot of the new stuff I've, been, I've written for uh, the launch. And that's what we hadn't talked about at all because, hey, I hadn't written it yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, for the the um, the ruined era, which is at the very end of time, like the, right before the end of time. So after the ruined era, there's sort of the end of time, and that's yeah, you, that's just where you end up in the end of the game. Uh, but the ruined era is like you're trying to um, you know trying to figure out what's going on and, and find out the best way to to save the world. Yeah. And for that, since it's all ruined and sort of destroyed, I wanted to take um, instruments. And uh, orchestral music or, or just orchestral sounds and warp them so that they sounded familiar, but yet they had an element of like they've been destroyed a bit and they've been degraded because, you know, everything in this era is very dark and uh, and falling apart, whereas mm-hmm. the divine era is is very, very pristine and, and beautiful. It's almost like yeah. uh, like Greek and Roman um, culture. It's in terms of like, it's this height of civilization in an era and an ancient time. Mm. Uh, whereas, uh, the ruined era is, it, it's like these, um, you know, scholars and sorcerers just trying to hold on to the, the world as it's being destroyed. So yeah, lots of orchestral sounds that have been degraded. I played a lot of, um, electric bass that, uh, you know, but, but like took taken and reversed and, okay. uh, in weird ways, I, I played the guitar, but I used this thing called an Ebo, which is oh, a, yeah. um, it's called an electric, it's a short for electric bow, mm-hmm. and it's about yay big, and you hold it next to the strings, and, and it 
and it has a, a little thing inside of it that vibrates or that, that it's an electromagnet that moves really quick and it goes like the whole, the closer you hold it to a string. So you can get these really cool swells that mm-hmm. you, you never hear on guitar. Cause normally when you play a guitar, you play it with a pick and, it, and it, you hear the attack of the note. It's like bong and then yeah. it fades out bong. But this is like, <laughs> or however you want to control it. Yeah. And not to mention it, it, uh, has that way of uh, a different type of attack to the note. It also um, just has a different sound. It just sounds yeah. like yeah. it's weird, like like some, someone, uh, sometimes a little nasal, but just like mm-hmm. very distorted and, and has this angst to it that's built in. Yeah, and I had to I had to do a lot of EQ to to make it so it wasn't too much angst and too <laughs> aggressive, you know, because <laughs> it's still it's supposed to be in the background while you're playing. You don't want it to be like right in your face while you're right, right, trying to, trying to destroy creatures. Um, now, so, but, yeah. but you said now I okay. Did you use distortion though? It separately because oh, yeah. I okay on the guitar because because it sounds like you know less Metallica and more like David Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> something hey, like that I love it, David Gilmore. which is a ridiculous thing to say but just the tone the tone because i'm i'm not very i should be better at this by now but um with in terms of the tone of the guitar one of the things i wrote down was um i like the electric guitar because it's a nice clean tone to it not distorted and i think i guess when i'm thinking of the distortion i'm thinking of like the heavy metal right? Like the crunchy crunch. And And, talk to me about that, what what I was hearing then. Sure. So so there are parts where the guitar is clean, but it has like, I can can see where getting Pink Floyd from. It has like this cool delay and and it has like these interesting washes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the boss battles, uh, you know, it has, there's more there's more distortion in it and that's for sure honking okay. in the back but then a lot of the leads are like uh, I play one of the melodies And that's using the, yeah. <laughs> the um the Ebo. And then sometimes there's like okay. guitars also that are in the background that are like have that interesting delay, yeah. D- David Gilmore kind of thing. Yeah, going yeah, on. yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm I hey, I any comparison to David Gilmore makes me happy. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean something <laughs> about, that tone. about that tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I really did like how also you know, I mean, you do the the surface is the name of a track where you basically do the main melody, but in the um, what's the name of the new future void world? Oh, the the ruined era. The ruined era. Apologies. Um, it just sounds really cool what you did with that. So talk to me about the surface. Yeah, so that's one of the the cues that I did. That uh, I took a lot of the melodies that have been used sort of throughout uh, last epoch. Uh, probably definitely the main melody. And I took it and, and made it sound more ruined. So a lot of what I would do is uh, play the melody with the ebo and uh, have the backing tracks be guitars or those distorted 
um, orchestral instruments or keyboards, synth sounds. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to tie it to the earlier eras and by using a lot of the same melodies and the sure. same chord progressions. Uh, then also a lot of times I would take um, take it and change the rhythmic, uh, the, the amount of beats in a measure, right? To talk yes. technical. But what that does is that it gives it this weird feeling mm-hmm. that still sounds familiar, but it's just this setting where where your your ear is like, okay, I think I know where this is going, and then it doesn't quite go there. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is it's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to make yeah. it sound familiar so that it all sounds like the same soundtrack, but yet have these weird uh, tweaky things to it that that gives it a different. Uh, a different feeling. And mm-hmm. we, we end up doing that for each of the different um, eras. There's the ancient era, uh, and then there's divine, and there's a um, the one where there's like the mortal empire is coming and destroying everything, and okay. then the ruined era. And so we're, we end up tying them all together, mostly through melodies. Sure. One of the things uh, we did is like there you'll go from one place to another, or, or you'll be in the same place, but you'll only be in a different time period. And so I'll take those same melodies and then I'll treat them how that uh, I've been sort of treating the rest of the melodies and the, mm-hmm. the music that I've written um, with those same instrumentation and stuff. And so it gives that that flavor of, of the, the time period. Yeah. So yeah. it pulls it all together. Yeah, Hopefully. very cool. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I, I loved that that track. In, in more detail about about certain things, but I really want to hear more about this um, uh, game music ensemble of UCLA performance coming up because you know that's initially why you reached out in the in the first place was to talk about how just that. So so tell us about <laughs> about that uh, whole yeah, event. So the, they're uh, led by Jose Daniel Ruiz. Mm-hmm. He's the orchestra director. And the ensemble is sometimes 70 members. It, it hovers around that. And the instrumentation, uh, it, basically any instrument you want to use, the whole whole accommodate. I'll be like, I think I can figure out how to get that instrument for you. <laughs> uh, so I, when I heard about the ensemble, I watched a couple of videos and I was like, I really want, I really want them to do some epoch music. Yeah. So I, I reached out to them, and luckily he was like, oh this epoch theme, this would be perfect. Let's do that. Let's do another piece of music you wrote. So I took uh, Burning Forest, which is the second track on, on the album. made an orchestral version of that and so that now it's a suite so it starts with the burning forest and then it goes to and it ends with the epoch theme so that there's everyone's yelling and angry and that's how the piece ends because 
I had it I had it originally the other way around where it starts off with the yelling and angry and then it has a more slower and thoughtful melodic piece. Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> the director was like, hey, you want to end on a rah, Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. So I was like, okay, let's end on a Fjorn Ould. We can do that, you know. Um, and it's been really wonderful working with them. They're so meticulous. It's it's fantastic. So that mm. the um choir director contacted me and he was like, hey, you know, I think we could do a little better with this this Old Norse translation. So I'm going to talk to an Old Norse expert and we're going to edit. I'm not kidding you. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, that is amazing. Like that <laughs> he spends the, the time and the yeah. effort. Because I, I think most other people would just be like, oh, let's just, I mean, that's the way it's written. It's written this certain way. Let's just do it. Yeah. It works. But he like spent all his time talking to these Norse language experts and, and wow. got it so that that he changed, he kept the rhythm, of course, because otherwise, yeah. you know, it's going to mess up the melody and, right, and right. all. But, but the actual syllables and stuff are oh, more accurate to like syntax of Old Norse. Oh, okay. <laughs> so pronunciation wise is what you're talking Pron- about. Pronunciation wise, this the actual grammar of, of the stuff. Oh. So a couple of words are different. Okay, you know, he'd cool. Still, he'd still have to like keep, you know, if it's a two syllable word that I used, he'd still have to replace it and, and move, move there all around. And yeah. so the first rehearsal, like I knew that was different, but I hadn't met with him. I just, so I'm like conducting and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, those aren't the lyrics. <laughs> I wrote that. But then they were because then, right. then like after, after the rehearsal, he showed me, he's like, so this is what I changed. That's why I changed. Like, and, and it actually means what uh, it more accurately means what you want it to mean. Cool. Like, oh my God, where were you <laughs> two years ago when I wrote right? this? Was, this yeah. is awesome. Um, yeah. So so that part of things is, is great. The choir part is is cool. It's going to be hopefully a, a twenty to thirty person choir with, with the actual performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, I, there. Wow. We'll, we'll see like exactly how many people are are singing in it, and um, but the actual the ensemble was. It it really like took my breath away playing with having them play it uh, at rehearsal last week. Yeah. Uh, I only wish that I had been be- in better shape conducting wise. Right, <laughs> I was so out of shape. Like it had been yeah. five years since I've conducted, oh, wow. and there's just yeah. a certain amount of like being in front of a bunch of people looking at you holding instruments that that yes. it just weird, weirds and you they out are right looking looking, looking at, at me you're like, like waiting at every little motion analyzing every move and facial expression move. yes <laughs> yes and I'll, i've had a lot of experience conducting i i got to conduct at lincoln center a piece of music that i wrote and oh, i did cool. this whole la film conducting intensive where it was oh, four right. days of, yeah of just conducting ensembles, like, you know, it's, you're spending eight hours a day, either watching someone conduct or you're conducting and analyzing yep. everything. But that was like five years ago. Yeah. The pandemic happened. Yeah. Ensembles were like the last thing on people's minds. We're like, all different people, people now. The, yeah. the same room. So it's like, I just basically didn't get to conduct for, for a while. Yeah. And so then like the first rehearsal, like they sounded great, but I'm just like, what's going on? Why are these people looking at me? And there's this like, you know, lizard part of your brain that's like, I don't know how this works. And then towards the end of the rehearsal, it was like, I had like maybe 30 minutes and I I felt more comfortable. And and the the director was like, hey, let's try this. He was kind of helping me out. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, thanks. Like, because I kind of needed it. And yeah. uh, and then I have like another couple of rehearsals, and so I'll be feel really comfortable by the time of the performance. Mm. Uh, I do have to say that I've been taking lessons from Emmanuel Fatiani, who is conducting the, lessons um, or sorry, conducting lessons or yes, okay. conducting lessons. Okay, cool. And he's the 
is awesome. Like, yeah, because I was like a month ago, I'm like, I got to get in shape here. Like, I'm so out of shape. I, I haven't conducted in forever. I need to just like get sort of back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. And I had taken lessons from him before. He's he's the conductor for uh, Video Games Live. So oh, he cool. does. Okay. He's always flying out and, and doing all these concerts. And he's like, sorry, I can't do a conducting lesson on Friday. I'm going to be conducting National Symphony Nash, sorry, Nashville Symphony, uh, you know, a bunch of video game music. I'm like, you yeah. go ahead. Like, yeah, don't worry just, about my lesson. Like, yeah. <laughs> you do you. Um, wow. So uh, he's, he, you know, he got me in shape, uh, like physically and in, in, mm-hmm. in, in the right headspace. But there's always just that thing where you've never heard your music played by this ensemble before. So you're yeah. hearing all, in, in, in a different way and you've heard it in your head mm-hmm. a million times a certain way and people looking at you, of course. And, and so it was... <laughs> Yeah. Quite an experience. I can't wait to get back up there. But at the same time, it's like I needed the day to just kind of process it. Yeah. Um, but he also videotaped me at the end. And he took a, his camera and like panned around. And and, mm-hmm. and, I was, and I was conducting. I was like, wait, I actually look pretty good. And they sound good. Okay. It's just all yeah. in my head. It's like a funny <laughs> brain thing that is yeah. going on that, that I... Now I'm a lot more chill and I, I'll, did I'll be you, a lot better for the next rehearsal. Did you at all consider not conducting? And just participating as an audience member, or did you like tell me about that decision? Well, I originally thought I was going to play the taggle harp on it. Oh, like I was like, <laughs> he's going to conduct. Yeah. I'm going to be here, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. But uh, he was like, no, you're you're getting up there. You're going to conduct. It's cool. going to be great. We like having guest conductors. Oh, cool. And uh, I think that's part of the, the charm of that ensemble is they want to bring a, per, have a, a special guest conductor for every concert oh, and they cool. have a new guy. And uh, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I think that my, my experience so far has been awesome. And um, so, yeah, there was part of me was like, I kind of chicken out a little bit and let them just do it. But I don't know, like I, I the experience of conducting your own music is, is like, it's, yeah. like, it's like nothing else, <laughs> especially with all the rehearsals. I think if he had been like, oh, we got one rehearsal and then a concert, I would have been like, you, you're, oh, it's on yeah, you. But yeah, yeah. he was like, we're going we're gonna to have like two to three rehearsals. You'll have plenty of podium okay. time. You'll be able to get it exactly how you want it and, and you'll feel comfortable. And I was like, yeah. I'm in. Let's do oh, it. That's so cool. Now, <laughs> will it be filmed in any way or streamed or anything? So they're doing, doing a live cast of it. Oh, so, cool. Okay. Live stream, yeah. So I I have to ask him more about the details of it, and I uh, figure it all out. Uh, I do have to say one, one extra thing about the the first rehearsal. Oh yeah. Is that at the at the end? So I brought my tagle harpa because one lucky uh, ensemble <laughs> member was going to be able to play it for the concert, and they're going to borrow it. Yeah. And so after the after the first rehearsal. Um, and then we took a break, and then uh, the director was like, "Hey, anyone who wants to play the tagle harpa, come out there and like give it a shot." And so I had a bunch of students like playing it and trying yeah. it out. And one guy um, played Erhu, and so he was he was like, okay. "Sounded pretty good on it." And I'm like, wow. it, I, I felt bad in a way because I wrote it the the part to be so easy to play that and it, someone could just learn how to play it in a couple of days or just figure yeah. it out. Yeah. And he's like already like playing way more complicated stuff than the part had <laughs> at all. Like it would be boring for him to play it. So uh, maybe he'll stay on cello. I don't know. We'll yeah. see who who decides to um, to take it home and, and practice it. And, yeah. and I'll, I'll see how it works out for the next rehearsal. 
Oh, that is so cool. So it's cool seeing the excitement of like oh, they, yeah. they have to play this cool, like weird instrument from yeah. Uh, I think I got it from a guy in Poland on Etsy. And oh, cool! Wow, <laughs> yeah, incredible. They're all geeking out about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the strings are these weird, like horsehair, and the way oh, you play it, the bow so it has weird. this weird curve to it. It doesn't look like a normal, uh, like cello bow or anything. It looks almost like a, you know, like a, like that kind of bow, like a like an um, archery bow. <laughs> like or you a, shoot, yeah, like, like you shoot an arrow with it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that kind of bow. <laughs> yeah, not that kind of bow. It's being live cast, and when ex- tell us when it is. So it's February twenty fourth. Okay. And it's at the um, it's on UCLA campus, and, and they sold it out. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh wow! Cool. So, like the previous ones have sold out so much that they kept moving it to bigger and bigger venues. Huh. And so I originally thought it was going to be in Royce Hall, which seats five hundred people. Yeah. And I was like. Oh, this is going to be huge. And he's like, no, 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 we, we can't fit the audience in there. So we, we do it in the ballroom, which is 800 people in the audience, <laughs> plus the ensemble, which is like 100 people when, you know, all, right. all said and done. The singers so, and that, yeah. But we, we're maxed out at 1,000. So it's like, like what? What? That's not a lot of people. <laughs> this is, is so like, cool. That's a lot of, that's, that's a lot of eyes, a lot yeah. of ears, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's been, um, you know, Causing me a little lack of sleep every night, but it's okay. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I hope that inspires me more than than fills me with dread. That's oh yeah, I'm, I mean, what's the difference between five hundred and eight hundred? There just isn't, oh, yeah. you know. Sure. I mean, <laughs> just to, <laughs> for someone you. on the who's on the radio, like if I start thinking about how oh, many yeah. people I'm talking to, it's ridiculous. So I just think about oh, talking insane. to one person, which is radio advice. That's what they tell you in oh, radio yeah. school, which. The, Kind of doesn't exist, but yeah, they, you know, it's just, I don't know. So maybe it's that, you know, just think about, I, hell, I don't know. I, the I last think that's person, actually I was great a terrible advice. conductor. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to think about like the, the, the group of people I'm conducting at yeah. any time. Yeah. And then everything else just doesn't matter. That's, that's just. Yeah. Yeah. Just your focus is in front background. of you, not, not behind you. Yes. Well, okay. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I gonna... should trademark that or become a consultant or something. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, that's really cool. And I cannot wait. Uh, uh, do now, is there a fee to, to watch the stream? I don't think so. I think okay. it's just going to be a link that anyone can okay, see. Okay. Very cool. Well, yeah. I'm very excited about that. I, I'm super excited. And I, I heard them rehearsing some of the other pieces and there's uh, a piece, which is Zelda through the years. So oh, nice. it's like a montage of every Zelda tune like you've ever heard. Oh my God. There's a, I think it's called like the plumber suite or something like that, which is all Mario music from <laughs> start to end. It's just so like, Oh, that's Mario three. Oh, that's a smart. <laughs> it's like bits and pieces from, from uh, all sorts of Mario stuff. There, heard a little yeah. halo in there oh, uh, wow. and the rehearsal. So I, I think anyone that loves video game music is just going to love this this uh, stream. It's going to be really happy about it. Yeah.
So the, when we spoke a couple of years ago, um, it was almost exactly two two years ago, right? It was like early oh. 2022, or maybe we spoke at the end of 2021. I can't remember, but I published our conversation in January, I think, of 2022. So it's been a couple of years. Um, and you had said then that you thought you were going to write about four hours of music. So how much have you ended up writing? Is that accurate or is it way more? <laughs> I think it's like five and a half. Yeah. So <laughs> we just kept, you know, adding more and doing more stuff and, and yeah. um, more levels came out. And, oh, and, cool. uh, and it's a live service game. So they're going to keep making more expansions as time goes on. Oh, cool. So I'll okay. just keep adding more to it and it'll just be more and more hours of it. You know, there's, uh, yeah, I can't say anything about the future, but yeah, yeah. It, it, basically it's one of those games or, Hey, it's a new realm. It's a new place yeah. to explore. And so there's going to be new music for that. And then we're just going to keep adding more and more and making it bigger and bigger. So, Hey, that's great. I'm, I get to explore the world of Eterra even more and more different places of it. Yeah. Cause it's one of your life. favorite genres too. ARPGs. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, ARPGs. me too, for sure. But yeah. Yeah. When I'm like playing games, I'm playing ARPGs and, and, uh, that and Zelda, I mean. Zelda well, yeah. Here, I mean, but, come on. Yeah. <laughs> We're not do? monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you playing right now? If you have time. I mean, I know you're a busy fella. You just moved, for instance. I did just move. This is a brand new studio here. Very nice. Like literally, the, the the paint is drying on the walls. Uh, I was really stressed out this morning because I hadn't been able to check the internet in the studio, and I was like, "If I, the internet doesn't work, I can't do this interview. I don't know what it was, what's going to happen." And like yeah. two hours ago, I plugged in the internet, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and the contractor was there helping me like do put do some more stuff. It's still. Quite a crazy thing. Like if you turn the camera one way, it's just boxes and <laughs> wires hanging out of the walls. It's insanity. But yeah. literally the the um the internet worked and I rugged over and I hugged the contractor. It's like <laughs> 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 I, I didn't sleep all day last night. And I can like I can do this podcast. I can do I can get on with my job. I can do all this stuff that I've been wanting to do. Uh, so it, it, it's been cool. It's it's a uh, converted garage yeah. and there's this amazing program called Floor Planner where you can, um, you know, you put in the square footage of of the space mm -hmm. and then you can basically like, and I was like, oh, what if I put do this, put these walls here and do yeah. a bathroom and stuff. And I basically I have a, a computer version, a model of this exact studio that I had built in this program. Yes. And so when I was talking to him, I was like, well, hey, I showed him like the floor, the, the plan yeah. of it. And he was like, oh, let's move this wall here so that the bathroom is going to be a little bigger and stuff. And but he basically, I was kind of like an architect for a little bit. <laughs> That's so cool. Modern technology. It's wild. Yeah. Oh, no, it's crazy. My friend uh, Holly just moved to a new place and she did that. She's very um, creatively, artistically minded. She's like a, she designs things and social medias and she's very clever. And she did that with her apartment too, to like plan everything. And I'm like, genius, what a genius. Teach me your ways, you know, like I want to know. That's so cool. It's very smart. It's very smart. Oh, it's it's yeah. super cool. And and it's, but it's very addictive. So you got to be careful <laughs> with it because you're going to put in the measurements of your, of your place and you're going to start moving furniture around. You're going to be like, oh, I like it from this angle. Ooh. What if I put this over there? Yeah. What about, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like this wormhole and I, I spent like hours like moving things around and, yeah. and trying things out and, and, uh, but, uh, 
it's been like three months in the building and uh, more, more than that. And yeah. now it's wow. like a, finally a thing, you know, and then, you know, <laughs> In a couple of weeks, it'll actually be finished. Like the the wall behind the camera will be finished. <laughs> <laughs> All the stuff, the wires won't be hanging on the walls yeah. anymore. The, um, there will actually be a toilet in the bathroom and a <laughs> sink and all that good stuff. And you know, that's amazing. Well, but after at a certain point, like I had to stop paying rent in the old studio, and like I just had to move. I'm like, I gotta, I just gotta get yeah. into this new space, and that was today. Well, and your commute is nice and predictable, yeah. and. There, that's you. Can, you almost can't put a price on that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel very fortunate to yeah. have this, yeah. this setup. So. It's good. It's great. It's it's yeah. super awesome. So probably not a ton of gaming in your life yeah, right I now. Really been, oh yeah, back to the, <laughs> yeah, because you have a family too. Like you, you, you've got a family. And, I do. I have a family. Yeah. Uh, so I, I actually bought uh, a Nintendo Switch for the sole purpose of playing uh, Tears of of the kingdom. Yeah, so, that's a great excuse. Yes. Which is, so it's the themed one which look has all the design oh, cool. of, of Oh nice. Of it. Yeah. And I bought the case for it that has that. That's but you so know, I awesome. bought it a couple months ago and I've still only played like maybe 20 hours of it because oh, wow. of of all the stuff going on. Yeah. Uh but I think after this concert things are going to calm down a little bit and I'll be able to okay. get back into it. Nice. I have I've beaten two of the bosses though. Oh, okay. Which is big thing, two two out of four, maybe three out of four. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was a wind one where you fly up and, and go into the top mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole oh, yeah. amazing temple in there. Oh my God. That yep. was some of the best gaming I've I've ever done. It was, it was so so it's so, so good. So good. Yeah. 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 Did, I, I'm sure you played the hell out of it. And, oh and more than twenty hours, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I had a little bit of a head start than uh compared to you, but uh yeah, I I put a lot, a lot, a lot of time into that. And I have this very bad habit that I think is not unique to me, but I'm one of those gamers that hates finishing a game, so I never finish it. <laughs> right. I mean, and I hate finishing it because then it's over, you know? Yeah. It's not oh, yeah. that I, you know. So I uh, I did all the bosses and all of those things, um, but there's just so much because there's above and below and... I always called it the basement, but um, the basement, yeah. there's the whole, I mean, there's just three <clears throat> games in one. <laughs> yeah. Really. I mean, in, in a way, in a way. Yeah. So it's just it, a delightful, beautiful game. Yeah. Oh man. Just yeah. exploring that, that whole cloud area, the sky oh, up there. Yeah. Is, it's so many breathtaking things and like. Yep. And there's always something kinda, to do. Yeah. There's yeah. always something to do. It'll just keep pulling you back in and, yep. and with more fun. And uh, yeah. I haven't quite gotten too much into the the, the basement part of it. <laughs> the like depths, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the depths. Like I, I, I feel like it, I, I, when I first started playing, I ended up in the depths for like a couple of hours and I got kind of depressed because so, <laughs> <laughs> it's just dark and it's just well, yeah. scary. Yeah. And yeah. I, guess I was low level and people were just killing me so much. And, yeah. and I was just like, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, let's go up to the sky and yep. fly around up there and, and do fun stuff up yep. there for, for a while. And then later on, I'm going to come back down and, and oh yeah, yeah, destroy definitely. people and stuff. Yeah, you'll you'll find reasons and and also that's one of the best parts about that game is is just what you said. You're like, I'm tired of being here. I want to go here now, and that's what'll happen when you go to the depths. You'll just be like, oh, I'm ready for the depths now, and yeah. 
then you'll have 20 hours of that or 40 hours or however <laughs> sure. many you want, really. It depends on, you know, how much farming you do and all the things. It's such a beautiful, oh, yeah. wonderful, wonderful game. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, man, I, I feel like every... Uh, a couple of years, I, I just spend a bunch of time playing Zelda. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. The, yeah, <laughs> it's just one of the wonderful parts of that year. I'm like, yeah, I got to go into you know, Hyrule for a bit and just enjoy yep. that that time. And and I have just a stack of Zelda games, and I play them. Mm. Uh, something I look forward to. And, yeah, and keep coming back. Yeah, I mean, I like the art style. Of the it. art it's is so great. The color it's palette just, is so pleasant. Oh my god! And yeah. Just the way how green the grass is and how blue the sky is. It rains a little too much for my liking, but I think a lot of people complain about the rain in in those games. But I, I just um, there's just nothing more delightful than finding a Korok seed, or yeah. or thinking or thinking you're about to and then being right. You're like, oh my god, it is a Korok seed or something. You know, I mean that the delight that that brings is so special. You know. Oh yeah. Delight and isn't always a too. Oh, the horse riding is so great. It's my favorite oh, my music. God. Is the horse riding music? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's very cool. <laughs> I I think yeah. at first I didn't quite like uh, like the um, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom music because it was so it's just very very ambient and very yeah. Yeah. Um, sparse. Yeah, and I, I used to think that an integral part of the Zelda soundtrack was like some kind of theme where you're getting your blood boiling and your blood yeah. you know, like and you're exploring. Yeah. And this is it just has a completely 180 degree approach to it. Yeah. And it works so yeah. well for this yeah. this game. Yeah. And I, I've thought about it a lot. I was like, well what if what if I just put music on from a previous Zelda game like Wind Waker or something like that yeah. and play this game? Yeah. It's like, no, it's yeah. not it, it would be too much. Like yeah. you would be, you would be driven crazy because this yep. music is going, but you're just it's trying to much. like do some meditative thing of finding some little thing in a cave or mm. figuring out how to put a couple of different um, mechanical things together in order to get across the lake and underneath this in this cavern to get to the other side to do mm-hmm. something over there. Like what if the music was like, oh, but <laughs> like, oh my God, it, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, you know? no, it, it definitely would not work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I feel like they, they skated it, this, this line of, of yeah. this really wonderful spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, listening to the soundtrack has, has been really cool too because I haven't gotten to a lot of the places and I, I keep hearing cues on the soundtrack uh, that mm-hmm. I hadn't heard and I'll just listen to them over and over again because the, the whoever, I think it's a couple of different composers, but which, oh, like yeah. they just did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I'm like, I can't wait to get to this part of the game because yeah. I want to hear this music. <laughs> yes. It's like that's almost propelling my exploration in the game, like the, mm-hmm. the desire to hear this one bit of soundtrack that yeah. I just have like a two-word phrase in the, the soundtrack uh like, you know, the name, the title of it. I'm like, where do you think that is? Like, and trying to yeah. find where the music is. Uh, yeah. I have That's a weird so way of, of exploring games. <laughs> <laughs> to find the different soundtrack bits. That's yes, what I do. that's the point. <laughs> Let's hear the new music. Yeah, no, of course. Especially with a big, massive game like that. It's always kind of like peeling an onion, getting to yeah. explore and hear the new cues. Definitely. Um, and you've been, pl- you've been playing Last Epoch too, right? Or maybe... Oh, may- yeah. Yeah. I mean for a long time now it's been in early access for at least two years like five years like five yeah five or six years yeah so people uh, are pretty joined, pumped for the release to officially oh happen. my god yeah 
Yeah. I, so, I, yeah, it's been five or six years, and I joined about halfway through, like about two and a half years ago. Oh, okay. And uh, and so it's always been this: when we get to 1.0, when we get to, and I was like, wait, that's like a couple of weeks away. You know, <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Like, and yeah. all my friends that have been telling about it, I'm like, hey, you got to play Last Epoch. It's you like Path of Exile. You love Diablo three. Yep. You know you're you're gonna love this game. You know, yeah. uh, and they're they're like, I don't play games in early access. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, play this game. It doesn't matter. That I just right. I don't play games in early access. So now, like, they're all my friends are gonna start playing it, and and I'm super excited about that. <laughs> and there's a, a falconer. A falconer uh, is like the um is one of the new uh, classes and. Uh, that's that's exciting. You get to send your falcon out, and um, cool. I just uh, I I love birds, and so I <laughs> I'm excited about that. I can't wait to play it, yeah. and uh, I I just always think about um, this one time when I was uh, at a um, at, uh, in like this plaza of a hotel, yeah, and I saw a guy there, and he had this this thing on his shoulder, yeah. and he had like a thing on his hand, and like. What's up with this guy? And then a bird landed on his shoulder, and he's he's a falconer. Wow! And I talked to him for a second. He's like, "Oh yeah, I, I get paid to to be here, and my job is to make send falcons out to scare away pigeons because pigeons will uh, they'll defecate and they'll destroy uh, business people's suits. It'll like ruin their suits, <laughs> or it'll what? land in someone's wow. lunch, and then that's poisonous." Or to land in like a duct for AC, and that will uh, right. make everyone sick in the building or something like that. Like, so there's professional falconers out there, <laughs> like that are just employed by it's just <laughs> nine to five at the cafe. Or nine whatever. to five falconer. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> and he's just driving to work, and he's got a couple of falcons. He's got his in the falcons back with him, and, like, <laughs> it's like, and they're little so, tiny cute hoods, probably. Oh. He's got. Little little hoods over them, exactly. Those, those hoods are so cute. And, they are. And, uh, so, I have a special uh, fondness to to falconry and, and that's so uh, cool. People that have falcons and stuff, yeah. Because there's one chance encounter with this guy at a <laughs> fancy business place where that's so incredible. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about the the very last track on the soundtrack album. It's called "The End of Ruin." The end of ruin. It's a boss battle, and uh, it's the the very end of your time in the um, in the ruined era. And that I think has a lot of distorted guitar, and it has a lot of that ebo, or like has that uh, playing the melody in there, and yeah. uh, it has variations on uh, themes from from early earlier in that area mm-hmm. so uh it, it had been kind of hinted at before when you're uh walking around and it had been played in more of an ambient style where like the you know the melody is drawn out over a longer period of time and then the end of ruin it's like we're hitting you with it we're, <laughs> this is going to be the melody it's going to be aggressive it's going to have all sorts of percussion going on with it and uh get all get you all ramped up for this big boss battle and um 
so that's yeah that's at the end of the ruined era and then after that you find uh, another epoch and it allows you to to um travel to, through time that's when you decide mm-hmm. to go back to um the this other era and try wow. to stop uh, all this whole series of pro- this progression of of events that happen that lead to um the uh the void trying to starting to destroy everything cool so, um yeah, that's sort of, it, it caps it off, the, the ruined era. Before Dawn uh, has some really cool like horn parts at the very end, I think. I don't know exactly, but I I just loved how that that track builds and ends. So will you talk to to us about Fires Before Dawn? Sure. Uh, so that is um, from the Divine Era. So that has a lot of uh, lute and tagle harp and Fiona singing on it. And there are a lot of horns also in that track. Um, yeah. I think that one is uh, before is like an ospreys area so the ospreys are uh a bird like uh the sort of bird people okay. back to birds again <laughs> <laughs> and uh and the, so they uh they're they're constantly like encroaching on territory of the of the humans there's a lot of battles uh with the ospreys and um and so that for a lot of the music for those levels there's there's um uh a lot of these war camps and so i have a lot more percussion generally for those um, those levels and um, this one, yeah, had had some horns that were a, a little more prominent than some of the other levels, mm-hmm. and uh, and this, so I guess they're brought to the forefront there at the end. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, and I, I just have a lot of fun writing for horns. I, I feel like they they touch something deep within me that oh yeah, create like a nice heroic sound. Yeah, and if I'm going to go towards battle, I want someone playing a French horn behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Much better I, than a, than a uh, accordion. As a kid, I got, I fell in love with it because of film less so than classical music. When, when I think of my childhood experiences with horn, I think of Dances with Wolves, soundtrack by John Barry. Oh, yeah. And I think of um, uh, Jurassic Park with the opening, how it opens with the horn. Um, yeah. Oh, just, it's well, and pretty majestic. much all John Williams with the horns. But but yeah, I those, those two stand out in my mind. And... Um, oh, it's such a beautiful instrument. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. did you? So, did you end up playing 
horn a lot or did you do you have any, any No, I or? I was a trumpeter okay. so I did play horn for some time like uh-huh. I think in middle school a little bit they put me on horn a couple times and then I did some a little bit but I always sounded like and horn players know what this means like a trumpet player who played french horn uh, <laughs> you know yeah just, of course you know very <laughs> brash um but I loved it I loved playing horn um it's definitely you know, of traditional brass instruments, the hardest to play. Yeah, uh, very because tricky. of how the harmonic series sets on that inst on that particular length of brass tubing. <laughs> oh yeah, so it's so hard. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. But I loved the challenge of that and just the sound of it. You know, uh, so it's interesting that I never pursued it. When I think back, I wonder why. And I think I was just so in love with, well, first of all, I loved playing jazz even in middle school and stuff. And, you know, there are certainly examples, especially way more now even, but there are examples throughout the history of jazz of uh, horn players, but not as many as trumpet, obviously. So I think that's probably why I never really pursued it, but I loved it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to compete with like Chet Baker and Miles Davis, right? And I mean, Hargrove and stuff. Like, what are you gonna do? I mean, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not actually that familiar with the horn players, except for I think in the um, wasn't there some Gil Evans, yeah, uh, Miles Davis stuff where there was some like, Gunther Schuler. Cool. I think there was a horn. Gunther, Gunther Schuler played horn on on maybe even on Birth of the Cool. Um, yeah, but Gunther Schuler played on a lot of that third stream jazz stuff back in the day, and then. Julian, I think it's Julian Watkins. God, now I'm going to have to look him up. Julian Watkins. I might be having all this wrong. Horn. I think it is wrong. Oh, Julius. Julius Watkins. You should listen to some Julius Watkins. Yeah, because he was like in the bop era kind of guy. And it's just Uh fun to hear horn solo. It just sounds really funny. I mean, not funny, haha, but just kind of like, you're like, what a strange sound from that era. Right. It's so right. it's different now, but it's it's interesting to hear it played, you know, in the like bop era in the 60s. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely going to check that out. Yeah. I, yeah. He's he's worth it. He's it's fun. Yeah. And there's there are other. There are others. Yeah. OK. <laughs> um, uh, and then speaking of the singer. The End of Time is such a beautiful track. So talk talk about that one if you would. I will. Uh, yeah, that one um, was especially challenging because uh, it's a place, it's a hub area. So people come into it okay. and they spend a lot of time in that area. And okay. so it has to be uplifting, but it's at the end of time. So like, you know, everything is dissolved around you except for these like this one area of uh where you can still walk and stuff and it hasn't completely been torn away and the void is right behind you you can see it and everything's cool uh, yeah like time has has ceased and what better way to encapsulate that by beyond's lovely voice in there (laughs) and all these interesting (laughs) textures that i could create with her yeah so that one i feel like that's the one that i i worked with her the most on and oh, I okay. uh, I sent her some ideas. Yeah. And I I you know I wrote the track, but then I was like, hey, can you do some ideas over here where you're sort of where you're uh, swelling into notes and coming out, and maybe yeah. do a take where you're swelling into this note, and then a take where you're swelling, you know, you're swelling out of that note into this next note, so that you have like an interesting different timbral changes as mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. from from note to note. 
and and so she actually I felt like brought a whole lot to the table creatively with that. Yeah. She did other interesting things uh, that I was able to use delay on, so that interesting echo effects and flipping her voice around backwards and and having a bunch of uh, tricky fun things with that and and um, and so I, I I was really happy to work with her on that and. Uh, what she also did is gave me all these different variations, some subtle variations on these. Mm-hmm. And w- with the track and the game, we actually did a, uh, it's a generative music system. So what that means is that it plays the music back differently each time. Okay, so if yeah. you come back one time, it, it might play uh, intro number three, and then I'll go into uh the next section where it's melody number five like version five yeah but it's played by a synth part on top of like accompaniment number three <laughs> and then on top of like rhythmic part version five so wow. it's playing all these different layers back yeah. simultaneously and the next time it goes back it'll it'll maybe play in version one versus this level two and this version five or something like that so it'll keep switching them cool. up and so it actually has a different uh, sound to it each time it plays through, yeah. um, and it ends up being about twenty minutes for of of variability. I tried oh, cool. calculating that. Well, if you do this and this and this like that, yeah. So you get about twenty twenty to thirty minutes out of it, uh, but it's still just like a three and a half minute loop or something. But just the the different variations yeah. that you get on it from this generative music system. Unfortunately, you know, if you're playing it off of it, off of like Spotify or <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a record, it's not going to have <laughs> this interesting in-depth uh, way of uh, randomizing the different elements to get you a different soundtrack each time. Right. But it's still, uh, you know, I took basically some of my favorite bits of it and put them together to make the track. just fun to work with and i, I yeah. played a lot of um this instrument called the bass six which is this oh yeah weird I, I yeah i used it a lot on um on ruined era and it's this instrument that's sort of halfway between a guitar and a bass so it's tuned like a guitar an octave lower but the strings are sort of in between and it it was made in the i think like late 60s early 70s and it, it's just this weird animal that that never caught on with mainstream rock or jazz. It never caught on there. But yet, like you watch, um, uh, like the the Beatles documentary that just came on Apple. I'm like, wait, they're playing it like, and they're they're using it to like flat, like figure out songs because you can kind of play bass on it, kind of play guitar on it, mm. and it has this weird sound. And then later on, the Cure. Uh, Robert Smith just loves the sound. And so you hear it all over The Cure. Hmm. It actually became like this integral part of, of The Cure's sound. Oh, cool. And um, and then I was just at like a guitar store or whatever, and I was 
messing around. I was like, what is that weird thing? Or, is that a guitar? Is that a bass? So like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, we don't really know. Like, you're, you're trying it out. It's don't both? Don't, yeah. don't, don't hold it against us. Or <laughs> like, so, uh, I went, yeah, I went and played it. And uh, I was like, what? This is perfect because I, I yeah. loved playing bass for many years. And, yep. uh, you know, my gr- grandfather's guitarist. So there's a lot of guitar in, in, in me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you look at it, and I think I think maybe you can see it in the back here. It's this really tall one that looks kind of oh, like okay. a guitar, but okay. but it's yeah. like tw- much bigger, but not quite a bass. Is that a five-string bass, too, next to the lute? That I, I said it was an electric guitar, but it looks like, I think it's a five-string bass, is it? You you are correct. This yeah, is next a to the lute. Bass. Yeah, yeah. And the, the yeah. funny thing about this one is that um, it uh, the the color pattern, I so I played it all over the Ruined Era, and yeah. then they were talking about the vinyl and the, the color, the, the so the vinyl um, release is going to have this interesting purple and black cloudy. Uh, oh, nice. Like it, it looks beautiful, but it's exactly the same finish as this bass. Oh, cool. It looks like they looked at this bass and were like, hey, let's make the vinyl look like this. And it just complete coincidence. Wow. I, and and I was like, wow, I this is how did that happen? And <laughs> just the 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 um it's a little hard to see in the background, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it has the exact same look as, as the the vinyl oh, that's uh, cool. LP that's gonna come out. When soon. is that release? Uh, so it's June is when it, you're actually going to be able to get it. Oh, okay. You can pre-order it now. Okay. And I'll get you a copy of it, of course. Oh, God. And okay. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I don't know if you have a record player or not. I do. Yeah, I have an old school oh. one. I had to fix it. It was my grandfather's. I'm trying to remember when he bought it, but it was before I was born, I think, sometime in the 70s. So oh, cool. when I got it from my mom, it didn't work, and I... This so out of character for me to like learn how to fix it. I mean, I just <laughs> I took it to one place and the guy was such a he was so rude that I was like, I'm just gonna figure this out on my own. And a friend of mine's dad used to fix electronics for like his whole life. And so she just she was asked me some questions and then she asked him and they're like, try these things. And so I looked up how and it it fixed it over time. And then oh. I, yeah, I don't even exactly remember what parts I got, but I had to get some new parts and I had to like clean off the wow. little like touch, whatever they're called. The needle? <laughs> no, like the, where the circuits, t- I mean, it's all analog oh, the stuff, contacts. right? The contacts. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh. So like with a pencil eraser, like rub those oh, clean okay. and yeah, all this kind of stuff. And, and it's, it, yeah, it's amazing. I'd like get all kinds of equipment to even get it took up to my stereo, but yeah. Yeah. So get I a nice, get a nice, Yeah. <laughs> if you get a nice preamp, you know, you just plug it in yep. and it's in between that. And I mean, yep. it's not that expensive. No. It makes no. a world of difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what I ended up having to do. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, sp- I, sp- I didn't spend a ton, but I spent some money to like make sure everything plugged in and worked and that the needle worked and all that. It was... It was fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. an adventure, I feel like. It was, Man, that, yeah. That, 
that kind of stuff, like branching out and trying things that you're not like used to, and and yeah, and that's so far outside. Oh, man, so like good. I'm just not that. You know, I would just much rather pay someone to. Uh, that's just kind of how. Yeah, I just so yeah. It, you're right. Yeah, it was fun to like nerd out on that for. Uh, you know, this several week time span where I was like trying to get it to work. And then just when it worked, it was so fulfilling for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like it might even make you bring you closer to your, your grandfather and your memory because, you're, you know, you're working on this. Yeah. It's got to have like a nice, it's something that was very, it meant a lot to him, right? Yeah. And then yeah. You're, you're able to spend some time with it and, and it brings more joy to you. It's like, yeah, I feel like that, that's a really wonderful uh really wonderful experience that you had there. And, yeah, and definitely. I'm, I'm glad it got to work out and you can play some cool records with it. Yeah, was, no kidding. It's amazing. One of the one of the first things I did when when we moved in here, I was like, put the, get the record player working. Okay, good. <laughs> yes, all right. always. Now I can put on, put on my old jazz albums and yep. do all this, all the fun stuff that I, all the awesome music. Yep, definitely. On vinyl. Amazing. Uh, so the concert's coming up on the 24th. And Saturday, uh, free live uh, cast of it, which is amazing. The album's going to come out over the summer, the vinyl, but the, it's already on Spotify and other places. Um, the game is coming out any day now, right? The 21st. Also the 20, yeah. Okay, 21st. So uh, it's just, it's very exciting. Uh, what it's more? a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. else do you want to say about all of that? It's been so nice to, uh, again, you know, just reconnect about about this music. It's not something I get to do often with composers. So so it's been oh. fun. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that you got that. We got to reconnect about it. I'm trying yeah. to think of anything else special about it. I think you kind of touched on everything. It's it's just it's been a kind of a whirlwind, and yeah. I, the timing couldn't have been better with this concert too. It's like. They, they were just like, oh, our concert's going to be on the 24th. I was like, the game's launching on the 21st. Yeah, like, it's, it's, so it's almost like a celebration of the game launching absolutely. that this concert is happening. Mm-hmm. So it was just a lot of good synchronicity and and wonderful things happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of sleepless nights because of the, you know, getting the studio together, yeah. wrapping up all the stuff for like the last, uh, odds and ends with Epoch mm-hmm. and the concert and the, taking the conducting lessons and stuff. So yeah. uh, I think after this interview, I'm going to go sleep for a couple <laughs> of days. <laughs> That's good. You deserve it. <laughs> you, I deserve it. That's you definitely be deserve it. spoke last you mentioned how the studio you know everybody's all around the world so is there any way that you're going to be able to celebrate together in any way when the game launches i wish i wish there was going to be some kind of like epoch party for 11th hour games where we would all go i mean it it all started in texas so we're you know why doesn't everyone sort of coalesce around texas there's a lot of people from brazil brazil texas wouldn't be that bad you know me in la (laughs) Uh, yeah. A couple of Canadians out here. There's like mm-hmm. um, San Francisco people over there. Um, I like you know my boss for a while was in in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. So okay. yeah, 
there would be a lot of lot of plane flights, but I think just yeah. seeing people in person, like people I've talked to like for two and a half years, right? Like all the time. And and just I've heard their voices. I've seen some people don't even like, you know, have the camera on. So it's like I I just know the person's voice incredibly well. Yeah. Or, and and <laughs> yeah. that, that kind of stuff. Uh yeah. it would be really wonderful if we all got together. I think the closest thing to that mm-hmm. is that everyone is like all excited about this the the stream of the concert. Oh and so cool. Good. It's gonna be like a, a communal thing where everyone watches this mm-hmm. this concert and they're gonna love hearing Zelda music and Mario and then Epoch and Halo. Yeah. I think everyone's gonna have a really great time with it. Okay. And I think that's basically like the closest thing we're gonna have to like a party, like yeah. a launch party or something. Yeah. Uh, Maybe next year. I don't know. Maybe yeah. if the launch is massive and it becomes this massive hit, then sure, we'll, yeah. Know, yeah. we'll make a thing out of it, you yeah. know? And that's yeah. possible. Yeah. It's possible this thing could completely blow up and and, um, and take over. Mm-hmm. I, I hope. Best of luck on the show. I can't wait to see it. And uh, I, I just, I look forward to hearing more music f- for this game in the future. It sounds like we'll have more reasons to connect about this game uh, in the future as things hopefully grow and, and all of that. So, um, you know. I hope so. Yeah. I hope Looking so forward too. to it. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Eric. It's been great to chat today. Thank you. You too. for listening to this episode of Level with Emily. You can learn more about Eric, see a playlist, and support Level with Emily at patreon.com level. Check out the video of my chat with Eric on the Level with Emily YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that channel to get notifications, all that stuff. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media, Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.